dance like your life depends on it because it does. That's a little much, but I say it because your life is measured in breaths and you have a finite amount. You can choose to be sullen, depressed, upset, or you can dance in the rain like a little kid. The idea for today's podcast came because my daughter and I had a little dance-off tag team just to have fun and get my wife to smile. She was reading, so she really wasn't paying attention to us. But we had fun and acted silly, and of course, we videotaped it. But alas, it is not for public consumption, at least not the current edition. I've got to edit it and make it super professional before it goes on Instagram. (laughs) Anyways, this is Todd Talks, where I help you design the life you desire. And today we're talking about being spontaneous and your self-esteem, doing things outside your comfort zone, and the ideas that can help you to become more spontaneous to enjoy today and tomorrow. Are you a planner? Are you someone that has to have everything just right before you do anything? Are you a perfectionist? Are you set in your ways and get upset when things happen that are outside the norm? Are you stressed? Then you need to dance in the rain on a Tuesday in bunny slippers, shorts, and a long rain jacket. Maybe a beanie on your head. If that seems weird or odd, ask yourself if you would have done something like that as a kid. I know I would have. I know all my kids would have. Most kids I know have their barriers of decorum down and will be spontaneous. They see a puddle, that immediately means, I must jump in it, even in their Sunday best. They do it without thinking because it appeals to their sense of fun. As adults, we've established barriers, cultural, societal, religious, or just personal that prevent us from living the giddy joy of a child. I remember when our kids were little and we took them to the zoo, we got to go early and see the animals before the park normally opens. The kids' faces were open and excited and joyful at seeing the animals. It was memorable because the male elephant decided to get it on with the female elephant as we were at the enclosure. As parents in the group were cringing and laughing, one of our kids turned to us and asked, what are they doing? So we told them that one elephant was hugging the other one. Of course. The kids accepted that and continued on their way, and it's been a fun family story ever since. But the adults' reaction to the incident are what I'm focusing on here. There were all different reactions from disgust to shock to laughter. The kids took it all in stride. They were interested for a second and then were off to see something else. It's us adults that have barriers. We miss opportunities to just let our hair down and laugh and live because we put an unseen barrier up as culturally inappropriate. Or as adults, we don't act like that. We install filters. Some filters are good. Some some filters make for polite society. Other filters prevent us from achieving happiness because we worry about what other people are thinking about us. We believe they're judging us and that their opinions matter. We worry and stress about what others think of us when most of the time, if they're thinking anything, they're thinking, oh, that's interesting. They're over it shortly thereafter because of one important fact. People are more concerned with how things affect them than they are about other people. You see, we've all developed a self-concept or self-esteem about ourselves. You have your own sense of self. You have your own opinion of yourself. 
It's both conscious and unconscious, and it can be changed and adapted as we move through life. Often, it gets lowered. What we want to do is teach you how to raise it. In the book, Unlimit Your Life, Dr. Fadiman remarks, We do not get what we wish, but what we think we deserve. The mind is the bondservant of our self-concept. If your self-concept is low, opportunities for pleasure, success, and advancement will be deliberately overlooked. If you have a high self-concept or self-esteem, they will be noticed, grasped, and developed, end quote. In other words, your self-esteem will determine how you pass through this life. Do you want to live life to the fullest? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to enjoy opportunities and excitement? Do you want to help others? Do you want to share joy with others? Do you want to be comfortable dancing in the rain? I do. All the answers to these deal with how your personal self-esteem, self-concept is developed. Now I ask you, why do pilots get a bad rap sometimes as being cocky? I would never notice, except it might have been pointed out to me many times over the years, pilots are cocky. I'm a pilot. It's been pointed out by my wife that sometimes I'm cocky. But that's okay. We're sure of ourselves. We know who we are, generally, and think of ourselves as gods in embryo. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but let's not pretend that there isn't some truth in what I'm saying. After all, why are pilots like this? Why can't why can pilots light up a room when they enter and become the center of attention if they want to? Why do we have the coolest stories? Duh, we're pilots. The answer is simple. In order to fly, you have to have confidence in yourself, your crew, etc. Your self-esteem must be strong because once you leap the bonds of earth and skyrocket into the wild blue, you now hold everyone's life in your hands, including your own. You take a shiny metal tube and blast it through the sky at speeds that would warp your mind if you thought about it, held up literally by nothing but air. And you do this over and over and over. You cross hundreds or thousands of miles and place this aircraft with precision on a small patch of concrete and do so with skill and professionalism. You do that a few times or a few hundred times, and yeah, you're going to develop a strong self-esteem and maybe even be a little bit cocky. You know, super successful businessmen, investors, realtors, leaders get similar feelings when they make big deals go down or they inspire a group. The problem with some of these things is that cockiness can hide fear. Boldness can hide doubt. We're human. I'm going to ask a question that I want you to think hard. When you see a two two to four-year-old scaling your kitchen cabinet using drawers to climb to get to the cookie jar, or like when I was a kid, any tree became the latest jungle gym, and we scaled those trees to incredible heights, do you see them worried, fearful, or nervous when they're doing it? No. No, you don't. They move for sheer joy, usually after the cookie jar, or in the case of tree climbing, for the thrill of getting higher. Kids don't limit themselves. As adults, we overdevelop some sense of our esteem. We use cockiness and other methods, personality traits, etc., to insulate us from the fears of ridicule we've developed as we've grown. Yeah, I, you know you have them. I have them. 
We all have them. I didn't, I didn't used to believe I did, but I know for a fact that I do after joining a multi-level marketing company. I know that I have developed fears and limiting beliefs that I'm working on. It's one of the reasons for doing a podcast like this, to help others and improve on others, teach others the things that I'm learning myself, learning to do myself. So what should you do? I'm not advocating everyone act like a kid all the time. That won't work. I'm telling you or advocating that you do something spontaneous. Seek out adventure. Try new things. Adult versions of tree climbing, per se. And maybe, just maybe, go dance in the rain in your dress or business suit. The biggest difference is learning to live in the moment. That's what kids do. They don't plan out their adventures well in advance. They make decisions and go in that moment. That's not practical in the real world when you're talking about big expensive adventures, but it is totally doable to live in the moment. When you live in the moment, you can enjoy those that you are with or what you are doing. It is totally doable to decide spontaneously to visit friends and family. It's totally doable to laugh and sing and dance for no other reason than to be happy. Spontaneity is the ability to be natural and sincere in your way of thinking and acting. It does not have to do with doing or saying original and ingenious things. It simply applies to those that are transparent and show themselves as they are, both in their behavior and in their words. Being spontaneous is an indicator of your emotional well-being. A spontaneous person is free from having to maintain an image of pretending to be someone that they are not and also has no problem when it comes to recognizing their failures and weaknesses. To be spontaneous is to be natural and a spontaneous person does not need to hide themselves. Think about your life, think about the way you act and ask yourself how many times do you hide yourself behind actions or a facade? We all do it. François de la Rochefort said, Nothing prevents us being natural so much as the desire to appear so. And that right there makes perfect sense. Because when we desire to appear natural, that's when we come across as fake or false. And it just doesn't work. So spontaneity is what we're getting at. Spontaneity can help you out in your relationships. When there are no hidden intentions, no indirect messages, everything is always easier. Because when you're spontaneous, you allow yourself to flow into any circumstance and you create spaces to help others to be sincere, thanks to your acting natural. It's easy to be spontaneous if you're self-confident and have great self-esteem. On the other hand, if a person that has insecurities and resists accepting themselves, being spontaneous for them becomes a lot more complicated, if not, but not impossible. I was going to say if not impossible, but really not impossible. If you want to increase your spontaneity and your self-esteem and become natural and transparent, free from being fake, you have to put into action the following three things, really. First, you have to follow your intuition. Nobody moves ahead, learns to trust themselves if they can never learn to listen to that small voice inside their head. The Spirit of the Lord is in each of us. 
helping us to improve if we let it. If we learn to listen to that still small voice known as intuition, we can improve our life in so many ways. Second, you have to leave your comfort zone. Joy has never been found in your comfort zone. You can be you can feel satisfied, you can be okay, you can be happy sort of. But true happiness, growth, joy and inspiration live outside your comfort zone. Getting out of your comfort zone means doing things that you would not normally do. Go places you don't know. Change your routine. Disconnect from your phone for the afternoon, a day, a week, a month, or even your year. Okay, if you know the friend's song. Launch yourself into the unknown to leave comfort behind and continue discovering yourself in some way, regardless of what you do. Adventures outside your comfort zone, those things that make you face your fears, are invaluable. You don't have to go bungee jumping or skydiving, though I highly recommend the skydiving. Did it twice. Blew my mind. So much fun. And I'm a pilot that never wanted to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. But you need to simply decide to do something that you have never done out of fear. For example, give your opinion in your group of friends instead of waiting for everyone else to speak uh, or, and say what everyone else does. Dare to put yourself out there. That could be getting out of your comfort zone. Do something outside your comfort zone. And number three, clear your agenda. If you want to develop the ability to be spontaneous, you need to have time to be able to do so. A full agenda with your time marked out precludes your ability to spontaneously do things if you have no time available. Review your commitments and ask yourself if they're really necessary, all of them. In doing all this, you're opening yourself up to building up your self-esteem and developing spontaneity. Like a little kid exploring a new area, seeking buried treasure, starting a snowball fight, the abilities you will develop as you let your hair down and live in the now will be beneficial in all areas of your life. So just to recap, to become a more natural, spontaneous person with a good self-esteem, get out of your head, get out of your comfort zone, get into your head to listen to your intuition. Those are That's different than being inside your head. L- listen to that still small voice that helps you know which way that you should be going. And third, clear your agenda. Don't be busy 100% of the time. Give yourself room to be spontaneous. Let your hair down. Enjoy life. This is your life. You get to design the life that you want. You get to design what kind of person you want to become. This is Todd Talks. Take what I say and the things you like, apply them in your life, and see if it doesn't help you grow and become the person you want to become. My own self-esteem and spontaneity have helped me live a lifetime of adventure. And everything that I teach in these Todd Talks podcasts, I'm working on myself. I'm implementing the things that I am suggesting for you to do in your life. I'm implementing in mine. That way you know that I'm not a hypocrite. As always, thank you for listening. This is Todd Talks, where I help you design your best life. 
share, like, etc. Todd Talks are available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day.